Psalms 27, beginning in verse 1. Psalms, the 27th chapter, beginning in verse 1. I want to speak to you tonight on don't let the devil steal your worship. Don't let the devil steal your worship. Psalms 27, beginning in verse 1, right here. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host shall encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. All the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. And now my enemy now shall my head be lifted above my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Tonight I want to speak to you on the thought of don't let the devil steal your worship. Uh, Heavenly Father, we come before you, dear Lord, tonight, God, and we give you honor, God, and give you praise and give you glory, dear God, tonight, Father, Lord. Uh, Lord, we just give you adoration, oh God, tonight, Lord, and thank you, Lord, for those that are here, dear God. Uh, Lord, if those touch those that are sick in body, dear God, tonight, Lord, and we pray for your hand, uh, pray for your anointing, and pray for your spirit, dear God, Lord, to just flow, dear Lord, upon us, oh God, tonight, Lord. Um, Lord, we give you glory dear God and we give you praise and we give you honor in Jesus name we pray amen and amen the apostle Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16 above all taking the taking the shield take, above all take up the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy Paul was telling us right there by the Holy Ghost that there's going to be there's going to be some fiery darts that get shot away. There's going to be some things that come away. For just a few three couple seconds here, let me talk about three fiery darts the enemy will throw your way after the believer. The first one is disappointment. It is defined. It is a defined as the undoing of an appointment. Satan will take disappointments and he will begin to play with your mind that God has left you in the middle of nowhere. I think we've all had disappointments along the way but there's also discouragement that he throws your way. It's so easy today to get discouraged. If you would look around tonight it would be easy to get discouraged with, the, with the, how many empty pews that we have, but we got to not look at the empty pews, but we got to look at the Lord tonight. It reminds me of a story of Martin Luther, who, would, who was discouraged because the Pope was trying to kill him. 
and most of his friends had forsaken him. He noticed his wife was wearing mourning clothes one day. She remembered that she was going to a funeral who he asked God's who, who his wife she asked him whose funeral was she going to and he, she replied God she replied Luther was irate at the answer it was bad enough the rest of the world was against him now it seemed his wife had backslid as well he said who told you that God was dead and she said you did Martin was her answer how? Uh, by the way that you've been acting over the last few weeks, I sure God was dead. Uh, let me tell you, because he wasn't, he was living like God was dead. Uh, how many know tonight that God's not dead? Uh, upon hearing that tonight, Martin Luther that night, Martin Luther went to his knees uh, and he asked God to forgive him. Uh, all because <laughs> he was fighting discouragement along the way. All alone because he was fighting being discouraged. He started acting like God was dead tonight uh, and let me tell you that is one of those darts the enemy uh, will throw at you try to steal your worship if you will um, then there's the place of despair it is the place to lose um, it is the place where you give up at it is the final stage of discouragement and disappointment to the place of panic kicks in it is the place where irrational decisions and when people begin to jump ship is when they get into the place of despair listen I tell pastor there's an old saying in the pastoring business don't you jump ship don't jump move churches because of one or two little things do not make decisions based on a temporary circumstance did you hear me because things may not things may be going against you things are going wrong that ain't the reason to jump ship did you hear me I, I've known too many there's been times as a pastor let me tell you that I'd want to just pack up my bags and give up and go on or move somewhere else but that would have been the wrong decision right there let me tell you there's times I guarantee you those that work jobs you want you get mad on the job let me tell you you want to quit and walk out anybody been like that you want to tell the boss man to take that job and you know what they could do with it let me tell you how many's ever felt like that but how many knows if they would have took the done that that in a few hours after they would have cooled down and got over everything they wouldn't have had a job there would have been a loss of decision that's where what I'm talking about despair where people make irrational decisions so we see these three darts that Satan will throw at you disappointment discouragement and despair and let me tell you these three darts right here could be deadly Satan will throw troubles Satan will throw trials at you in order why because Satan wants to steal your worship tonight he wants you to keep from worshiping God tonight my Lord he wants you to start worrying and fearing about your problems and get your mind off God tonight oh 
Oh, my Lord, we should be like David uh, when we face these troubles. Uh, we should be like David when we're surrounded by a multitude of problems. Uh, in verse 6, he said, Now shall my head uh, to be lifted up uh, above my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises uh, unto the Lord. Uh, in other words, David was saying, despite all these things that come my way, despite this, these darts, despite these enemies that would be surrounding me, there's one thing I'm going to continue to do. I'm going to continue to worship I'm going to continue to lift my hands. I'm going to continue to sing praises uh, unto God tonight. Uh, how many know what I'm talking about, these three darts tonight? How many know about these three darts? Does anybody know what I'm talking about tonight? Uh, how Satan will throw these things at you. Uh, how he will throw troubles at you uh, to get your mind off God uh, in order to steal your worship tonight. Um, oh, my Lord, oh, Satan is out to steal uh, the worship and praise from the Lord God tonight. In fact, we begin to see this where there was a plot against Lazarus. And that plot against Lazarus was, was why the devil wanted to shut Lazarus up. We knew because Lazarus, we'll get there in a minute, but he had a testimony. And we see how Satan is out to steal, he is out to kill, and he is out to destroy. John 10 and 10. So we move on to John chapter 12 beginning in verse 9 now, much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there and there came not for Jesus the sake only but that they might see Lazarus also whom Jesus raised from the dead but the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus to death and because of that, by that reason, many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. Let me tell you what was going on right here. There was a conspiracy to put Lazarus back to death. They wanted to kill him. They wanted to put him to death. Remember in John chapter 11, this is the same Lazarus that Jesus had risen from the dead. This is the same Lazarus that had been laying in a grave uh, that Jesus called forth. Uh, but because you ask yourself, uh, why did they go after Lazarus? After all, uh, it was Jesus' ministry that was so prominent. Uh, why'd they even bother with Lazarus? Uh, well, let's put it like this. Uh, it was Lazarus who had the resurrection. Uh, it was Lazarus who had a testimony. Uh, it was Lazarus who was living proof uh, who Jesus was. Uh, let me tell you, it was Lazarus. He had a reason to worship if you will. Oh, what are you saying? I'm telling you, Lazarus was a living sacrifice. Lazarus was a living testimony of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was, his testimony was bringing glory. It was bringing honor unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, these Pharisees and these Jews did not like it. And Satan did not like it because Lazarus was a testimony of who Jesus was, what Jesus did. And people were coming to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ because
walls of the resurrection of Lazarus. Many had seen and heard what Jesus done in his life. So it did not sit well with the devil. So Satan went out to kill Lazarus again. Satan went out to put him to death, if you will. Oh, my Lord, tonight. How many know this evening that Jesus will resurrect your mind tonight? How many know that Jesus will resurrect your health tonight? How many know that Jesus will resurrect your marriage tonight? How many know Jesus will resurrect your finances tonight? How many know he'll resurrect your praise and prayer life? Or you can have divine favor. But let me tell you, when Jesus done something in your life, you can't go back to where you once was. What are you saying? I can see Lazarus walking in a church setting down. I could see the eyes, people getting on him. He wasn't he dead? But I could see Lazarus telling them all, I was once dead, but Jesus called me forth. I was once bound up, but Jesus set me forth. Let me tell you what I'm trying to tell you. Lazarus was a picture of the real power of God in a changed life. What are you saying? Lazarus had a testimony. Did you hear me? I said Lazarus had a testimony. Do you get that tonight? Lazarus, somebody say Lazarus had a testimony. He had a reason to shout. Did you hear me? He had a reason to rejoice. My Lord, let me tell you. He was stinking and decaying, but four days later, life had come back into him. See, let me tell you, the devil did not like his testimony. Satan did not like his testimony. Satan did not like Lazarus' praise, if you will. Satan did not like Lazarus' shout, if you will. So what happened? Oh, Satan began to move upon the chief priest. And he said, we're going to plot to have Lazarus killed. We're going to get rid of him. What he wanted right there was he wanted Lazarus to stop being a testimony. He wanted Lazarus to stop worshiping. He didn't want Lazarus to worship. Did you hear me? He wanted to stop the worship and praise of God. He wanted to stop him from singing tonight. Now, let me tell you how many know that's what those fiery darts that Satan throws your way. That's what he wants to do with those things tonight. He wants to stop you from worshiping. Did you hear me? He wants to stop you from worshiping tonight. The day the church starts, stops worshiping is the day we're in trouble. Did you hear me? The day the people of God stop rejoicing and praising is the day that people, the day the church is worshiping. Let me give you a little clue about 2020. I'm telling you right now, I wasn't going to go into this, but I 
you know, but I probably should have put this better Monday night uh, that God give me a word for 2020, but I'm going to tell you right now, uh, the just church must start functioning the way the Holy Ghost goes. Did you hear me? It must start flowing with the power of the Holy Ghost. Did you hear me? It must start flowing that way. With this church, I'm going to jump ahead of myself. I went and I'm going to hit this the first Sunday in 2020, but let me give you a little nugget. I wasn't even going to go there, but I started thinking, well, maybe miss people can misconceive what I said Monday night during Bible study. Let me tell you there's some people in the sanctuary that's going to have to get out of the comfort zone. Did you hear me? Amen. You're going to have to transition from the seat into the highways and the byways. Case if there was one Monday night. If you want to know what I was talking about, wouldn't tell. There you go, a little clue because I started thinking people could take that the wrong way. And I wouldn't, <laughs> and right now, if you thought I was going somewhere, you got another thing coming. <laughs> Not until God, you're going to have to put up with about 10 blizzards during this winter. <laughs> that ain't what I was speaking of. I was speaking of, to put it in these right words, that you're going to have to flow the way the river flows. If the church of God in this, this Houston town, church of God in this day is going to go where God wants it's going to go, it's going to have to transition. Amen. It's going to have to transition. No, I'm not talking about bringing in smoke screens, and I'm not talking about flashing lights. I don't need that to go into the presence of God. But I can tell you right now, there needs to be some people that get out of the comfort zone around here. I'm going to speak it prophetically. I honest to goodness believe that God is going to raise some people up that you didn't expect. Did you hear? me. Let me tell them I'm jumping onto something tonight. I don't know why I'm going here, but my God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. There's some people that ain't used to getting up are going to get up. Did you hear me? There are going to be some ministries birthed that don't need to be, be birthed. God's going to take people you least expect and raise them up. Those you may be shy, you may be backwards, but I'm telling you, God's going to anoint you and if Houston town is to go forward the church must transition it must go the way of the river of God but you can't allow the devil to steal your worship amen you can't allow the devil to take your worship of God away Houston town I noticed a lot of people don't like to worship anymore, even in Pentecostal circles. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Oh, Lord, we allow anything to drag us down. We allow anything to bring us down. Did you hear me? We'll have any of these darts to bring us down. Why Satan's throwing these darts to steal our worship? 
to steal our Pentecostal distinctive of worship. Oh, but we don't have to get too excited. If you got a hold of what I got a hold of, you'll get excited too. Listen. Satan plotted. He had these chief priests to plot. We're going to get rid of Lazarus. In other words, he was wanting to shut Lazarus up. He wanted to take Lazarus' praise. He wanted to take his worship. He wanted to take his testimony where it couldn't be seen or felt. How many know when you get the praise and you got a testimony, it's going to be seen and it's going to be felt? Amen? Let me tell you, he even tried to get Jesus to worship him. Satan did. Oh, how do you know? Because of Matthew 4, 8 through 10. But let me just say this. Satan will throw whatever he wants to throw at you. And he wants... And he'll throw it in order to steal your worship, to get you to quit worshiping. Look what he tried to do to get Jesus to bow down to him and worship. To quit worshiping God the Father. Matthew 4, 8 to 10. And again, the devil took him up into exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of this world and the glory of them. And he said unto him, All these things will I give unto you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Listen. The devil will do whatever he can to get you to shut up on God. He will dis give, throw disappointments, discouragement, and despair your way. To shut you up. He will promise you the world to get you to shut up only if you'll worship him or just be quiet on the things of God. I've seen too many people today. One thing goes wrong, one thing that don't happen. Let me tell you what begins to happen. We're going to quit God. Amen? Because God, listen, we're going to quit God. We're going to give up on God. You go ahead and give up on God, but you're going to find yourself a worse shape than you was to begin with. I got a message Sunday night. I'm planning on preaching. God's going to turn this thing around. You heard the song, but I want to preach the message. I can't quit worshiping. Satan's going to take those fiery, God's going to take those fiery darts. Satan's thrown at you. And let me tell you, when you're done, when he's done, you're going to have a reason to shout. Did you hear me? See, the devil wants, listen, he'll promise you this and he'll promise you that to quit, get your worship. The devil will attack and he will attack in order to silence your worship. My Lord, tonight, the David, the psalmist right here, he would not let the threats of the enemy deter him. He still would sing. And that means when he was singing, he was praising. Though they would be a number, numerous of hosts of them, though they be daring in their attempts, threatening, though they encamp against him, when it seems an army was against one man, when they were waging war upon them, yet his heart shall not fear. And he said, I'm going to sing praises unto God. In other words, he said, I'm going to continue to worship I'm not going to let this multitude 
deter me from worship. I'm not going to let this multitude deter me from my praise. I'm not going to let this great army that surrounded me keep me from singing glory and honor to God. Did you hear me? Amen. I'm not going to let no one or nothing stop me from praising. Anybody got that mentality tonight? I'm not going to let no sickness. I'm not going to let no disease. I'm not going to let none of these things stop me from worshiping the Lord. Yep, people do. Satan is stealing the worship. Did you listen? But not David. He worshiped. See, I'm telling you, there's some tonight that are allowing the devil to steal their worship. They're allowing the devil to steal their praise. They're allowing things to come their way that hinder them from praising God. Did you hear me? The devil has attacked. He's thrown his darts. Why? Because he wants to stop your worship. Did you hear me? He wants to stop your worship. Let me tell you right now, under this sanctuary right now, and I feel the Holy Ghost on this, there's some people that Satan is attacking with sickness. Whether it's physical or whether it's mental, to steal their worship. Amen? I'm telling you, I know for a fact that what some are going through right now is an attack on their worship to shut them up from praising and doing the things of God. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? How many know somebody like that tonight? Satan is throwing things at them. You hear me? Satan wants to steal the worship. Why do you think he plotted to kill Lazarus? Lazarus had been resurrected. Lazarus was worshiping. Lazarus had a testimony. But the chief priest conspired to kill him. Satan wanted to stop his worship and wanted to stop his testimony. Come on, I tell you tonight. People allow these darts of disappointment, discouragement, and despair to hinder their worship. Let me tell you, I don't know how many 10 or 11 are here tonight or something like that. If they weren't but one here, I'd preach the same way to one as I would 10,000. Now, now, you know I've done it before. Did you hear me? Because I'm not going to allow those darts to get in my way of my praise to God tonight. Did you hear me? I'm not going to allow the devil to have my worship tonight. 
can somebody say that tonight? I'm not going to allow the devil have my worship tonight. Did you hear me tonight? I'm not going to allow the devil have my worship tonight. Let me tell you, he may throw setbacks. He may throw sickness and he may throw problems my way. But as long as I got voice in my mouth, I'm going to praise the Lord tonight. As long as I can lift my hand, I'm going to raise them towards heaven tonight. My Lord, let me tell you, Houston town tonight, don't allow the devil to steal your worship. Don't allow the devil to steal your worship. Amen. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Don't allow the devil to hinder your worship. Oh, Sickness is coming. I'm telling you right now, there's some, the sickness has come from a spiritual. Not because necessarily they've done something wrong. It's because the devil's hindering their worship. He wants to stop them from where God is wanting them to go. Listen, I got some things planned around here for next year. Too often, I, I, I'm going to change a little thing up, but I'll just go ahead and give you a nugget. Too often, I use the same, some of the same speakers for revival. But I'm going to start bringing people in from North Carolina, some heavy hitters from North Carolina. You know who I got in mind. <laughs> you know who I got in mind. I'm telling you, he'll make you, he'll preach that far. He's got the anointing on him like nobody. I got to get with him. And I got a buddy of mine, him, his wife's going to come through. Probably, uh, there, he, he probably won't leave. Yeah, sometimes. And I've already told them, Lord, that she can preach, both of them can preach. My Lord, we're going to change some things because we're going to go the way the river's going to go. We're going to flow the way the river's going to flow around here. Let me tell you, I I'm going to hit this again. I don't know. I wasn't going to preach this to January. You'll get it again in January, but I'll preach it a new thing. God said he's going to do a new thing. The river's going to flow, but we're going to have to flow with the river. People are going to have to get in a transition. They're going to have to transition from the pews to the worship. Did you hear me? They're going to have to transition to just playing church to being the church. The church is going to have to transition from just a dry, dead-up routine to coming into the presence of Jehovah Jireh. Let me tell you, if you want to go where the river flows and see what God's going to do around here in 2020, you better start moving with the river and say, Devil, you ain't going to have my worship tonight. My Lord, compared to everything that comes my way, they ain't going to take my worship. Amen? You can't have my worship. I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to sing praises. I'm going to shout despite everything that goes on. I'm going to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Did you hear me? My Lord, my Lord, I'm going to worship. I got a reason to worship. I got a reason to shout. I don't have a reason to give up tonight. My Lord, I know the devil throws things at me. I've learned a long time ago, the same people that will praise you one minute, well, the same people will turn against you the next minute. 
I'm telling you, I don't keep I keep a distance from people in many ways. Because I know what Jesus taught us about people. One minute they'll cry holes and the next minute they'll want to crucify you. You get on to them the wrong way. <laughs> Listen, but I still got a reason to shout. I still got a reason to praise. Amen. Amen. I still got a reason to give, give God glory tonight. Amen. I still got a reason to shout. Let me tell you, when I look in the Bible, I see men of God that continue to praise despite what they were going through. Job continued to praise despite what he went through, despite ever losing everything, despite sickness, despite bulls, despite all of those things. Let me tell you that he was God. They kept praising him, losing his children and all that. He praised the Lord. The three Hebrews worshiped the true and living God, and they would not bow to a gold image. They said, we'd rather burn than bow to your golden image. Huh? Let me tell you Paul and Silas, huh? they worshiped at midnight despite their condition. Huh? In Acts 16 and 25 at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed huh? and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. Let me tell you everything they went through. They would not be, they would not stop a worshiping despite the circumstances. There was no devil going to steal their worship. How many today allow the enemy to steal their worship? I got an ingrown toenail, so I can't praise him. Amen? Some are, some are saying, how does the enemy steal the worship? I'll tell you how Satan worship does this. This I found out a long time ago. This is how the devil steals people's worship. He gets them weighed down did you hear me he weighs them down he boggles them down and gets something on their mind hello and what begins to happen instead of getting it out of our mind we begin to focus on it and what begins to happen is something plants a seed there, and if you keep watering that seed, what's going to happen? That seed's going to grow, and it's going to produce a plant in it. Amen? Can I tell you that's exactly how Satan works it? Get their mind off God, put something there to get them focused on. Listen, what he puts on them is the spirit of heaviness. I come against that spirit tonight in the name of Jesus. You got it in here. If there's somebody that ain't here tonight, it's got that spirit of heaviness. It's got to go in the name of Jesus. It has no authority. That heaviness, what does something heavy do? It weighs you down. It drags you down. It bombards you down. To where you don't want to do nothing. And I'm convinced this is many times where depression kicks in. Where it weighs you down so much that you don't feel like doing nothing else. And the depression's real. 
Amen. Anybody ever been there? It's nothing more than oppression by the devil to get you focused on your problems. Because when you're weighed down, you're not tend to worship. Sometimes, let me tell you, you've got to force yourself to worship. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When I don't feel like it, i got to put my hand up. Amen? When I feel like it, i got to, I've still got to praise him. Amen? Because if I don't, I'm going to find myself laid back there having a hee-haw mentality for myself. But let me tell you why the spirit of heaviness is real. God said there's an antidote for the spirit of heaviness. Because if I'm convinced if he can quit you, get you to quit worshiping, he can weigh you down. Let me tell you, the antidote for the spirit of heaviness is the garment of praise. Did you hear me? Isaiah 61 and 3, to, to the appointing of them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Let me tell you, if the devil can get you, get you from worshiping and praising, then he can get you bound under the spirit of heaviness. That's the reason. Let me tell you, as you get your praise and you get your mind focused on the Lord, you're starting to get off the problem when you start praising you're getting your mind off the problem, and you're getting your mind to the problem solver. When one gets their mind, one's problem solver, you let me on the problem solver, you begin to open up for a miracle. Did you hear me? It takes one from, it takes one from fear to faith. See, let me tell you today, the devil wants to keep you in bondage. He wants to keep you weighed down and under the spirit of heaviness. For if he can steal your worship, he can keep you bogged down. My Lord, we allow the devil to steal our worship. Did you hear me? We allow the enemy to steal our worship tonight. How many know that? Oh, God, let me tell you, if I, get, if I quit preaching every time I got discouraged, I would have been gone here a long time ago. If I'd have quit preaching the very since. Ever since I've been pastoring, I'd have quit pastoring years ago before I would have even got here. I would have. Hello? I would have. I'd have quit a long time ago. It'd be easy to. I got all the means. I could find every reason in the world to quit. I could have. You could look around find reasons. But I got one reason I can't. Because it's like fire shut up in my bone. It overrides those reasons. The numbers. Look at the numbers. Yeah, I know they're dismal. But if it got based by numbers, Noah would have been, wouldn't have succeeded either. <laughs> if it was based on numbers, where would have Noah been at? Amen? Amen? It ain't based on numbers. It's based on the power of God. But what I'm trying to tell you is it's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to get in despair, and it's easy to be disappointed. Those are three darts this enemy throws in order to steal our worship, to weigh us down, to bog us down. I think sometimes we walk around like Martin Luther did, acting like God's dead. 
Honey, God ain't dead. Did you hear me? God ain't dead. God ain't dead. God's not dead. So why do we walk around like God's dead? Amen? He's not dead. So what are you saying tonight? Sister Marcy, you can get ready to come. I'm telling you the devil wants to steal worship. I'm telling you tonight the devil wants to steal your worship. I'm telling you tonight the devil wants to throw these fiery darts to steal thy worship. But I'm going to tell you tonight, you got to tell that devil, I'm going to worship anyway. I'm going to worship the Lord despite it all. I'm going to march forth singing and praising and lifting my hands. Like the night family sang that song, Stacy and them sang. I've got a reason to shout. Amen. I got a reason to rejoice. Why? Because my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. He's going to bring me through. He's going to give me victory. And my praise is going to testify of his goodness. Amen. How many to know the devil's trying to steal your praise tonight? He's trying to steal the church's praise tonight. Amen. Let me tell you. Oh, preacher. Let me tell you something. I learned a long time ago. I don't care how many's in here. God's got a plan for the church. It's going to go on. Let me tell you, as I pastored in North Carolina, I count a blessing up here. Even from day one, when there wasn't eight, pe but eight people here almost, I was in better shape <laughs> with eight people here financially than I was down there with 20, if there was that many there. That's the God's given truth. But there was times there wouldn't be this many in the services. There was times where only one would show up. One or two would show up. There were times where the biggest offering, where I thought $100 for a Sunday and giving was great. I'd about shout. Well, Lord, when somebody come in and drop 500 to to 1000 I really shouted. But you know, and despite all that, the devil could have took my joy. There's times I've seen that church in the red down there. How are you going to make it? But God said, you got to worship you can't allow the devil to steal your joy. But every time, oh, every time, oh, God will come through. That's where people miss it. We think God ain't going to come through this time. God's going to come through this time just as he did the last time. If they wasn't but one or two people here and God wanted this church open, he would come through. Amen. 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 I got a reason to shout because God's faithful tonight. I got a testimony for the faithfulness of God. But preacher, I don't feel like worshiping. Well, worship anyway. I don't, it ain't based on how you feel. It's based on your faith. But the problem is we allow the devil to steal our worship. We allow the enemy to steal or praise. Tonight I'm telling you. You're going to have to worship tonight. You can stand in here tonight. 
Satan wants to destroy your household. He wants to destroy. He wants to kill you, take your praise. Tonight, here's what we're going to do in this altar service tonight. You can come up here. You can stand where you want, but you're going to need to, you need to worship before God. You need to tell the devil tonight, however you want to do it tonight, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise the name of the Lord, God, Jehovah. I'm going to praise the King of Kings. I'm going to lift my hands up tonight. I'm going to exalt him tonight. Oh, I said, give the Lord some praise. Let everyone that have breath praise the Lord tonight. Let everyone that exalt the name Jesus tonight. Let everyone praise the name of the Lord God, Jehovah. Lord, tonight, dear God, we pray for your hand, dear God. Pray for your anointing, dear God, and pray for your spirit, dear God. Tonight, Lord, and we ask God for you to touch, dear God. Lord, have your way. Jesus' name, amen and amen.